all things purple and gold right here on Lakers Talk. This is very common when it comes to Laker fans. Anytime I do any of this stuff on a social level, it's somebody from the Philippines, somebody from Tokyo, somebody from different parts of the country. I mean, Laker fans are are honestly, they're everywhere. Lakers Talk is on for Laker fans all over LA and across the globe. A lot of the times we're talking to Los Angeles, you know, that's our job to keep this as local as possible. But man, the, the branches of the Los Angeles Lakers franchise, it's, it's ridiculous, ridiculous how widespread they go when you talk about the Lakers. Lakers Talks right now. What is going on, Laker fans? Thank you very much uh, for tuning in. We'll go till 9 o'clock tonight. We got a lot of a lot of NBA to get into tonight. So obviously we're going to hit hard on the Los Angeles Lakers. Jovan Buha will come on uh, in the 7 o'clock hour. Trevor Lane from uh, Lakers Nation will come on the 8 o'clock hour. And we got a lot to get into. Yeah, we'll talk Dennis Schroeder. I know uh, that's going to be a conversation um, we'll spend some time. 12 years ago today, Kobe won his first chip without Shaquille O'Neal, so that was against the Orlando Magic. We'll spend some time on that, kind of go through your favorite Kobe championships. Um, I thought this was interesting, too, if you remember that year. That was that was the year everybody thought LeBron and Kobe would play each other in the NBA Finals. That didn't happen, so we'll look at matchups in the Finals that you wanted to see most that never came to fruition, but this is how I want to start off the show. So coming up here across the street at Staples Center will be the Clippers and the uh, Utah Jazz. So I, I got a chance a little bit earlier. There was uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny here. There's a conversation. This was on the big podcast with Shaq, and Robert Ory was on there. Shaq obviously does his podcast. Robert Ory has his own podcast as well. Um, let me let me read off just uh, a, a quick little um, clip here from Robert Ori. This is, again, Robert Ori with Shaq. And, and this is so interesting, just the position that we're in right now. Here we are as Laker fans. Clippers are still in the playoffs. Yet every Laker fan wants to see the Clippers lose. And by the way, I'm one of them. All right? I'm a nine-year-old when it comes to Twitter. And it, it literally, I will tweet out Jazz Nation if I have, whatever it takes. Here's my question I want to just throw out to Laker fans, and we'll kind of talk this through. <laughs> Why do Laker fans want to see the Clippers lose so bad? What is it about it? Because when I really kind of spent some time on this and tried to think in my own head, why do I care so much? Why do I want the Clippers to lose so bad? Like, what 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 is my actual reasoning for it? Let me read this off. This isn't just uh, this isn't just you know fans. This is also former players. This is what this is what uh, Robert Ory said with Shaq. He was asked about rooting for the Clippers, and Robert Ory said, "Hell no." And Shaquille O'Neal responded with, "HellNo.com." I did not know HellNo.com was an actual website, but we'll look it up. Uh, Laura's also telling me because they suck. She's putting up a sign up there. Th- this is what Robert Ory said. He said, "The only reason I would root for the Clippers is because Tyloo." Uh, you know, Ty won a championship with us in L.A. We obviously all remember that, but that's the only reason. But you cannot have the Clippers try to put up a damn banner in Staples Center. They don't belong in Staples. They can get up out of here with a hurry. That's Robert Ory talking about uh, talking specifically about um, the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. Why do we want the Clippers to lose so bad? Why? I guess that's my questioning here. I'm trying to think of the reasoning here of what are some of the reasons why. Let, let me kind of give <laughs> – let me let me throw some reasons out there. And Jazz are about to play the Clippers. That's happening at Staples Center. Lakers are obviously out of the playoffs. Clippers are the only team left in L.A. 
Um, you know, obviously in playoff position right now, they're down two games to one, and a lot of the conversation now goes to can the Clippers come back and who's going to be healthy. Okay, we'll spend time on that when we get into top NBA stories. So this is the only thing that I could think of. In the past, we would say, well, it's because of Chris Paul. Remember, Chris Paul was going to be a Laker. Chris Paul is very easily one of the more annoying players in the NBA. He's having a great, terrific, you know, great playoff run. But when he was with the Clippers, that was easily one of the most annoying players. Another excuse was, well, it was because of Doc Rivers. Remember, Doc won a championship with the Boston Celtics. So a lot of people go after, and that's kind of an... Uh, uh, an easy one to find reasons to root against the Clippers because there were specific, specific people that were a part of the organization, but those guys are gone. So I find myself, and I don't even have good reasoning for this, um, they've never been a part of the conversation, so you never really paid attention to them in the past. I never paid attention to the Clippers. I never did until I had to pay attention to the Clippers. Well, now uh, that's just kind of part of basketball now we are paying attention to the Clippers. We're paying attention because over the last five years, they've actually made noise, and they haven't made noise in the past. So whether it was with DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, you know, those days, Jamal Crawford, or now where they're making noise in the sense that, yeah, they've been underachievers in their first two years together, but here's the reality. They might be the most talented team and the healthiest team left in the entire playoffs. So when I try to reason with myself why – um, why I root so hard against the Clippers, I don't know if I really have that good of an answer. I, I really don't know if I have that good of an answer. Um, I, All I know is this. Maybe it has to do with the fact that when your team is having success, you want your team to have success. And then anytime there's just a little bit of success from somebody else, I guess just because it's within the same city, all of a sudden you start being incredibly protective. I cannot tell you how I watch these Clipper games when they're going up against the Jazz or in the first round against the Dallas Mavericks, I genuinely want to see them lose. Genuinely. And and when I when I kind of look back and I, I let everything soak in, I try to ask myself, well, why do you want them to lose so bad? I have my reasoning, but I don't think my reasoning is that good. I really don't. I don't even think I have that good of reasoning. I think I'm just a child that's watching NBA sports, and because the Lakers lost, I don't want that team to have any success. You know what? It really dawned on me. Okay. Um, you know, Michael Thompson, who I just love talking basketball with, there was a time during the season where the conversation came up. This is when, you know, Boston was relevant, Clippers were relevant, and it was what if Clippers and Celtics faced each other in the NBA finals? Who would you rather who would you rather see lose? And I said I'd rather have Boston lose just because, you know, total championships is all I cared about. Okay. Michael said, "No, no, I'd rather have the Cl- I'd rather have Boston win and I he'd rather see the Clippers lose." That just kind of shows you a guy like Michael Thompson. He's like, "Well, they're just annoying the fan base. This I don't even really pay attention to the fan base. I just pay more attention to the actual team." So, my reasoning, I don't have that much of reasoning, but I watch a lot of Clipper games, uh, you know, specifically in the playoffs. I'm not really paying attention in the regular season when Lakers are going on, but I watch a lot of these games with um a passion of wanting to see the Jazz win or a passion of wanting to see the Dallas Mavericks win. This is a perfect example. So some dude, I forgot what the conversation came up on Twitter, but on Twitter the conversation came up and some guy made a case on Twitter. He said uh, that that the Clippers winning is good for LA. And he had, look, he had his reasons. He was a logical human being that was saying it's good for economically, you fill up Staples Center, more jobs. People were coming after him left and right on Twitter. So even somebody that's trying to give like 
you know, reasoning of why it's good for LA. Nobody wants to hear it. No Laker fan at least wants to hear it. So that's a question I want to throw out to Laker fans. I would like to know why you are so against the Clippers winning. Because I am in the same boat, and I spent a lot of time talking about this. I joke around on it a lot with uh, Travis on the Travis and Sliwa show. So we'll throw out the phone number, 877-710-ESPN. We'll take some of your calls here in uh, in just a second. So there is a fantastic game going on right now between the Atlanta Hawks and the Philadelphia 76ers. So I'm going to keep you guys posted on this game. Uh, only 40 seconds left. Atlanta's down, or Atlanta's up 101 to 100. They win this game. They tie the series at two apiece. Philly gets it. They obviously take complete control. They could close it out in five games in Philadelphia. Um, and then, like I mentioned, the Jazz and the Clippers. So on the, and that's coming up. That's probably tipping off as we speak across the street from Staples Center. So the reason why I wanted to kind of start the show off with this conversation about, um, about the Clippers and the Lakers and everything else, a lot of it actually more has to do with than anything else. The conversation more has to do with the fact that Robert Ory, I didn't know, you know, you're curious as former players, right? Former players that um, uh, former players that played in the league. Okay, do they feel the same way? I mean, why would they care? I mean, a lot of a lot of players, I'm assuming they're kind of their natural instincts when it comes to uh, watching other teams. Okay, that's it. They don't really care that much. But Robert Ory was adamant. Only reason I had to root for the Clippers because of Ty Lue. You know, Ty won a championship with us in L.A., but that's the only reason. But you cannot have the Clippers try to put up a damn banner in Staples Center. They don't belong in Staples. We've heard people say this a ton. We, we here, Here's the reality. Um, they're never going to get the respect they deserve. You know, the fan base uh, will always be disrespectful towards them. I'm talking about Laker fans. Uh, but they're not going anywhere. We know Steve Ballmer is... Um, you know, he paid an L.A. price for the franchise, so he's going to keep it in L.A. Uh, he's committed to that investment. They're going to eventually build their own arena. Um, but that that portion alone of hearing a former player like Robert Ory and and Shaquille O'Neal saying, hell no, uh, they want to see the Clippers lose. That one, I, I don't know if it was shocking or a huge surprise, but it was a surprise enough to be like, okay, so it's not just the players, or I'm sorry, it's not just the fan base, it's also uh, former players. Uh, pack your victory dance. Go all in on fun at Harris Resort SoCal. From dining to unwinding, fun is a sure bet at the best resort in Funner, California. Are you game for a getaway? St- start planning your trip by visiting HarrisSoCal.com. I got to get out there. This is no joke here. I got to get out to Harris. Uh, is this now not the perfect time to go out? They got this trifecta of pools. It's about 110 miles away from downtown LA, so it's a great place to kind of unwind. Uh, you could do that at HarrisSoCal.com. When we come back... Yeah, I know. I could get into Dennis Schroeder. I understand that. Yeah, I could get into Kyle Kuzma and other players uh, on this Lakers roster. And what are they going to do? We could do all that. But right now we are in the middle of the Clippers playing across the street. And I'm watching every uh, Clippers game with an incredible amount of passion of wanting the Clippers to lose. So the question I throw out to Laker fans, why do Laker fans want to see the Clippers lose so bad, and I'm on that boat as well. We'll take your phone calls coming up next, 877-710-ESPN. This is Lakers Talk on ESPN LA. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Uh, quick update here. Atlanta Hawks. By the way, there's going to be pretty decent amount of NBA conversation tonight as well, just with uh, playoffs going on and all the different matchups going on. One-point game in Atlanta with eight seconds left. Atlanta up, and they have possession of the ball, so they'll probably get fouled, go to the free throw line, keep you posted on that. Jazz and Clippers are just tipping off, or maybe they already tipped off. Um, So the conversation is, as Laker fans, why do we want to see the Clippers lose so bad? And by the way, if you're on the other side of this, and you are a Laker fan that wants to make a case, no, I don't really care. If Clippers win, they win. You can do so. I think you're going to be in the minority on that, but who cares? You can make your case. Uh, that's a conversation that we're having, 877-710-ESPN. Robert Ori was on Shaq's podcast and basically said, yeah, he doesn't want to see him win. Why are they even – he doesn't want to see no banner go up at Staples Center. Here's the reality with the Clippers. They still got a lot of work to do to even have that conversation. But if you look at the injuries that are going on right now in the playoffs – it is not absurd to think that the Clippers have the best shot of winning an NBA championship. I know they're down two games to one. I understand that. I understand they still got to go through the Utah Jazz, but the reality is they got the talent. Brooklyn's injured. They're beat up. Uh, we'll see what happens with Philly here. There's a good chance that this series is going to be tied to a piece, so we'll see how things play out. All right, let's let's uh, let's take some phone calls here. Let's go to let's go to Paul in Studio City. Paul, appreciate you calling in, bud. You're on Lakers Talk. What's going on, Paul? Hey, thanks for taking the call. Um, you know, I'm 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 in the minority probably because that's what it sounds like. But I gotta be honest, man. I'm a lifelong Lakers fan, and because there's really no rivalry with the Clippers whatsoever, none. Mm-hmm. There is no rivalry. We have 17 rings; they have zero. I kind of look. I'm a native from Los Angeles, so I got a little pride in the city. If the Clippers happen to win one, then hey, I give them a little friendly applause, and I go, you know what? Good for you guys. You brought a title to LA. But there's no chance LA becomes theirs, even if they win six, seven, eight, nine, even ten titles. There's, you know, I have enough self-esteem as a Lakers fan. It doesn't bother me if they win one. Good but, for them. Paul, do you agree that that's how it is? That there are a lot of Laker fans that want to see them lose. Do you agree with that? I mean, do do you notice that, or do you not notice it? Do you not pay attention to it? Ten, and I hear it, and I hear people calling in. I hear a lot of hate on the Clippers, and it's like, you know. Man, back when I was younger, as I've always been a Lakers fan, but I couldn't afford Lakers tickets. So when I was like 18, 19, I could get into Clippers games. And you know what? I got to watch some NBA that way. So maybe it's because of that where I'm like, you know what? If the, as long could as the Lakers, if we're eliminated, mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me if they win it. I pre- appreciate you calling in. Look, I'm, I'm the complete other way. I'm the, if the Lakers are eliminated, by the way, even if they're not eliminated, I mean, last season we were on the verge of seeing Lakers and Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. It didn't happen. I was rooting for Denver. Um, I was rooting for the Nuggets to come back from you know down three games to one. So I do think there is a a portion of this conversation, a portion of um, <laughs> I think there's a portion of the Clipper side or the Laker fans who are are rooting for the Clippers to lose. I, I think I, I get what Paul is saying is hey, even if they win, it's good for LA. Laker fans don't look at it that way. By the way, this is also how spoiled Los Angeles is. Where I come from, San Diego, California, uh, there is no you got two teams in the same city. There is no pick and choose what you want. No, you, you whatever you can, whatever scraps you can put together 
you put together. Obviously, in LA, it's a different it's a different animal. And actually, that's actually a a great kind of point there. There's a ton of Laker fans in San Diego. There's a ton of Laker fans in Arizona. There's a ton of Laker fans in the Bay Area. So Lakers got obviously this stranglehold everywhere. I mean, literally everywhere. So it's not just locally. It's it's across the country, really worldwide. Uh, but most Laker fans, they would not agree with Paul there. That no, no, it's okay. Even if the Clippers win and we're out of it, that's okay. I don't feel like most Laker fans. Maybe by me giving a platform for people to voice their opinion, maybe maybe it's the opposite. Let's uh, take a couple more here. Let's go to let's go to Alex and Sherman Oaks. Alex, you're on uh, you're on Lakers talk. What's going on, Alex? Hey, what's going on, buddy? This is Rez. How are you? Oh, uh, my bad, man. Thank you for calling in. Go ahead, Rez. Well, I, well, the main thing I want to talk about is the disrespect. What turned me off the most is when Doc Rivers announced that they wanted to cover our banners, where you've got legends up there like Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, as of late, Kobe Bryant. You know, this city is based on the Lakers. If you go to any Clippers games, 40-50% of the fans are Lakers. If you go to a Clippers and Lakers game, 80% of the fans are Lakers. If you just even feel the vibe of of the fans out there and how they cheer them on. When you're in our house, when you're in, I mean... Kobe bled, sweat, tears, sure. broke his bones mm-hmm. for that stadium. And when you put a a banner up there of Blake Griffin, you got problems in the city. But but Rez, before that, before that, even before the um, covering the Laker championships and the banners, I would still say a lot of Laker fans want to see the Clippers lose. Wouldn't you agree with that? They want to see them lose when CP3, the deal didn't go through with the Lakers, and mm-hmm. we had some... Um, spite in us uh, when you know they would keep count during our bad days when you know they were kicking our butts but before that during the Lamar Odin times of the Clippers and before that the Baron Davis nobody was really yeah I don't think nobody was paying attention I appreciate you calling in I always say this one of my favorite Laker games I watched growing up as a kid is when Shaq had his 61 it's the greatest story right the story of Shaq asked the Clippers was a Clippers home game was his birthday and Shaq asked the Clippers for extra tickets for his family, and the Clippers said no. And he was just kind of shocked there. And, you know, he just kind of came into this game as if it was a playoff game or something. He dropped 61. I loved it. You see the uh, Shaq throws an alley-oop to Kobe. It's just, it was one of my favorite highlights, uh, one of my favorite games. And you always felt like those Clipper games, like, yeah, this is great. You know, it's a road game, but it's a home game. You just never really respected the franchise, right? They didn't deserve respect um, because – you could say from an ownership perspective that the priority was not winning. But you know what's funny? I might be on the minority in this one. The covering up the banners, I understood it. I mean, I might not have liked it, but I understood it. I got it. it like, I, I understood why they were doing it. They don't have their own arena. They're going to have one. Steve Ballmer's going to build them one in Inglewood, and it's going to probably be ridiculous. And we know the Lakers just signed an extension on their contract with Staples Center, so now you're going to have two separate homes. But that that never – I get the whole – I got. I get why Laker fans were upset why they did it. What do you mean you're covering up the banners? That Those are more to the, than more to just Staples Center. Those are iconic in L.A. It's, you know, what kind of – it's so important for the city. I get all that stuff. But really, I didn't pay too much attention to it because I got what the Clippers are trying to do. They're trying to create their own identity. That's The Clippers' goal is not to 
um, accommodate to the Lakers or accommodate to Laker fans. It's to accommodate to the other franchise that's here in Los Angeles. So I, I understood where they were coming from with that. I never even paid attention to it. But what I can't truly figure out is why I have so much interest in seeing the Clippers lose. By the way, Clippers up 10-2 to start the game. You see, I'm, I'm getting, I'm starting to eat my own words here. Michael and Cerritos. Michael, I appreciate you calling in. What's going on, Michael? You there? Michael, um, yes, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead, bud. Okay, yeah, I just want to talk about how much I hate the Clippers. <laughs> um, first off, I hate the Clippers because Kawhi Leonard, he played us. Okay. You know, he made it seem like uh, he was going to come to the Lakers. You know, all the free agents got taken up, and uh, we were left with, like, you know, Danny Green and, and, and a couple other free agents. But and still uh, won the championship. That's one of the, what's that? And still won the championship. For sure, for sure. But still, it's, it's the principle. Kawhi played us. No, I, I, I get uh, that. Paul George, mm-hmm. You know, Paul George gave himself a nickname. He, he said he always grew up a Lakers fan, but uh, he changed the story. And he said he always grew up as a Clippers fan. You know, I can't respect that. Um, and, and all their fans, all they do is talk trash. You know, all the fans, they talk trash and they haven't won anything. You know what's funny? Back to back. You know what's funny? And I appreciate you calling in. The Clipper fans talking trash. I actually don't even hear the Clipper fans that much. I really don't. Like, I, I'm very vocal that I want to see the Clippers lose. And I did get some dude on Twitter over the weekend say, you know, basically, Al, why are you so quiet over the weekend after the Clippers won? He's right. I was very quiet. I, I almost, you know, I almost logged off of Twitter. Um, I was quiet because there was nothing to talk about. And when I get into top NBA stories, I'll actually talk about the Clippers team. I, I won't do it for now, but I gotta I gotta continue my curiosity of the uh, of of Laker fans that want to see the Clippers lose. Let me let me see what we got here. Um, let's do Mike in Rancho Santa Margarita. What's going on, Mike? Thank you for calling in, bud. Hey, Alan. How are you? I'm Great I'm good. Show, man. And, uh, love Thank you, you. And Travis and. Uh, want to send out uh, my, my appreciation for your show in the morning, but um, I'm a lifelong Laker fan, 50 plus years old. Um, grew up watching Magic Johnson as a teenager, and um, as my son grew up in the Shaq and Kobe days, he would complain about being frustrated when they weren't winning championships, mm-hmm. and that's when I told him that you know we could just we could root for the Clippers when the Lakers were bad because they were at least consistent. They were consistently bad, but they were consistent, so um, we, we learned consistency um, watching the Clippers, and that's what they are today. They're still consistent. It's just consistently bad. <laughs> but uh, you know what you're going to get with the Clippers, and that's why they're around. Well, I, I, let me let me say this. Uh, Mike, thank you for calling in, bud. I, I really do I, – I really mean this when I say it. Because of what's going on in the NBA right now, I would be more surprised that the Clippers are not in the NBA Finals than if they were. Right, the the path to get to the finals for the Clippers is right there in front of them. The problem with the Clippers, they've never taken advantage of anything in front of them, so you can't guarantee or lock it. Listen, Mike Conley hasn't played this entire series. You know how key Mike Conley is to the Utah Jazz. He's incredibly important. It took him seven games to just get past the Dallas Mavericks in the first round. So it's not like the Clippers are playing great basketball, but they're in a position to do something that the franchise has never done before. And I'm watching each one of these games. As if it's a Lakers game. I'll get that nervous during some of these games. It ruins my night when <laughs> ruins my night when the Clippers win. All right, let me uh, let me go to another one here. Uh, let's go to David in Palm Springs. David, thank you for calling in, bud. What's going on, David? Hey, not much. I uh, just wanted to thank you for getting us through the pandemic. It really helped. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you mentioning that. Yeah. 
So I think with the Clippers, um, I'm a Laker fan. I'm over 50 years old. I started watching them in the early 70s. Um, and for me, um, you know, they came from El- or San Diego. I think their best player was like Benoit Benjamin. And uh, they, they could have chose anywhere. There's no other city that has two NBA teams in the same city. And not only did they do that, but they came into our building. And for me, part of it is, Lee, they've been crashing on our couch for, what, 14 or 15 years. And sometimes we want to come home and we don't want some guy and his boxers on our couch when we want to bring a girl home. <laughs> they need to go get their own place and get out of our well, house. Well, here, here's what's going to happen. I appreciate you calling in, all right, David? Uh, what's going to happen is they are going to get their own place. And they will build whatever they're building in Inglewood. I've always said this. I think a lot of people would agree with this. Uh, man, they it seems like they're so much better off in another city, but they're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere because, you know, Steve Ballmer was worth $70 billion. Maybe, maybe it shouldn't matter, and he could go move the team to another market, whatever the case is. He paid L.A. money for them, so he's going to keep them here in L.A., uh, and we know that because he's going to be building an arena here. So, you know, you have to obviously imagine that's the reasoning for it. Um, but I find it fascinating. I really do. I, I want to continue this conversation. So coming up next, Jovan Buha from The Athletic, who actually at one point, so he covers the Lakers, covered them this year. The year prior, he covered the Clippers for The Athletic, uh, but he uh, he's grown up a, a Laker fan. I want to ask him about this dynamic. What was it like kind of between both sides of it? So we'll do that coming up next. We'll have a little bit more of an NBA conversation. I want to talk about Dennis Schroeder. I'll take more of your phone calls around 745. Uh, stay right here. Appreciate you guys tuning in. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I appreciate you guys being a part of Lakers Talk. Go till 9 o'clock tonight. Uh, We'll continue the conversation. And uh, I know we got a lot of listeners that want to give their opinion why they root against the Clippers. Or even a couple have made the case that, you know what, it's good for L.A. if the Clippers win. So we'll take more of those phone calls. 877-710-ESPN. But first, got to welcome in. Jovan Buha, Lakers reporter for The Athletic, also co-host of the Forum Club podcast. Jovan, what is going on? How is your offseason? What are you doing with your time? Where do we start here, Jovan? Where do we start? <laughs> well, I've been busy. I've been in Phoenix covering the Suns. I uh, kind of you. They got you transported. just a, qu- a quick little right turn there. Go cover, <laughs> go cover the Suns. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. I, I, I don't know if that's the, the transitive property or, or I'm not smart enough to know the, the math term for that, but I, the Lakers lost to the sun. So now I've, I've been on the sun's beat for the last week and a half. Well, I'm going to have to ask you uh, some sun's questions in a little bit, but let, let me start off with this. So obviously it's been, I think close to two weeks now. I want to say two weeks. The Lakers have been eliminated from the playoffs. Um, so I was having this conversation with Laker fans out there and it's kind of fascinating to me. And I think you're a perfect person to ask. So how long did you cover the Clippers for? Uh, for the Athletic, two years, and I guess overall probably eight, eight, nine years. Okay, so you covered the Clippers for a long time. 
Can you help under yeah. can you help me understand this? Because Clippers are playing right now, they're playing the Utah Jazz. And a lot of Laker fans that are following the NBA, myself included, um, there is a very large contingency that would like to see the Clippers go down. Can you help understand what's the you know usually when you want to see a team lose? Like I understand when teams, I, I want to, see, I understand when fans want Lakers to lose. They've won 17 NBA championships. They've been incredibly successful. You don't want to see the same kind of Goliath keep winning. The Yankees, okay, that makes sense. They've uh, they've been to they've won how many World Series? Kind of go down the list of all the different stars that they had. Why do Laker fans you feel want to see the Clippers lose for a franchise that just has never been successful? What what do you think it is that drives Laker fans to root against the Clippers? I, I think the origin of it is the next Chris Paul trade. That, that's when I really noticed the, the shift because even growing up, I had a lot of friends that were both Laker and Clipper fans and you know the Lakers were their favorite team but the Clippers were their number two team and there was no sense of a rivalry or, or dislike from either side up because I mean frankly like during that you know period of time the Clippers were a, a bit of a joke right like you know this was the Donald Sterling era and and just all the, the failed yeah, only, seasons only, and a, joke, lottery only, seasons only and, a joke for like 30 years I mean it wasn't that long yeah, so <laughs> I mean, you had the, the infamous, uh, you know, SI cover with, with uh, the Clipper fans with, with uh, paper bags on their heads, mm. and it was just, you know, that that was the history of that team. So I think really the the turning point was the Chris Paul trade, and you know, he gets traded to the Lakers for a few hours, uh, that gets canceled for basketball reasons. Then he ends up getting rerouted to the Clippers, and I think from that moment on, that is, if you're looking at a timeline. That is when the, the quote-unquote rivalry kind of started because from that point on, I think Laker fans had a bitter taste in their mouth towards the Clippers. That catapulted the Clippers to contention, but then, of course, you know, flash forward uh, six, seven years later, Lob City never wins anything. And But, I, I you know, being on the, on the Clippers' side of it during that period, I remember, you know, anytime the Clippers played the Lakers, they got up for those games, mm-hmm. and that, that – coincided with the nadir of the Lakers franchise where, you know, all those lottery years missing the playoffs, but six years in a row. And, and you would have these games where the Clippers, Clippers would send a message uh, and know. win by 35 plus. Yeah. I remember those. Exactly. And it was like, you know, the Clippers could be in a funk and have lost a few games in a row. They play the Lakers. They get up for that game. They crush them. You got Blake Griffin dunking on, uh, you know, old Powell's head and uh, just all, all these things where, um, it was clearly personal from the Clippers side. Mm. Then you go to summer 2019, uh, both teams are vying for the services of Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kawhi is having meetings with both teams. It looks like for a second, he's going to be joining the Lakers, making uh, maybe the, the best big three we've ever seen sure. and ends up spurning them and going to the Clippers. And, and some of the reporting that has come out since then uh, was indicating that Kawhi was kind of leading the Lakers on and the, the Lakers were a little salty about that. So then you, you have the, the marketing campaigns of, you know, we over me and uh, streetlights over spotlights and all that different stuff. So I think the Clippers have taken some, some public shots at the Lakers uh, over the past couple of years. I think the Kawhi situation uh, kind of rubs some salt in the wound, so to speak. So I think that's been building. And then you, you've had, you know, Pat Beverly getting involved and, and taking some shots at LeBron and stuff. So I think it's, it's just been a back and forth. It's been building really for a decade now. And 
I think, you know, we're all disappointed that we, we haven't been able to see these two teams face off the, the past couple postseasons. Right. Um, but I, I think that, that more than anything, you know, the kind of the CP3 stuff, the, the Kawhi stuff, and, and some of the marketing stuff, I, I think is, is where some of that bad blood has come from. Yeah, this is why I also think it's, a, it's only in L.A. where you can be this big of a market where it doesn't come down to rooting for your own city. It comes down to no, 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 no. We we are picking one or the other, and I know you know eight or nine of every NBA fans in LA are going to be Laker fans. Uh, but I find it I find it fascinating if there's somebody to kind of ask that question who's going to be you simply because um, your years of covering the Clippers, but being a Laker fan, and then now covering the Lakers for the Athletic. So uh, Jovan Buha for the Athletic, uh, spending some time here on uh, on uh, Lakers talk. Jovan, I, I want to kind of get to a couple topics that have come up over the last week or so around the Lakers. Um, what's your thoughts on this? What's your thoughts on? what the market's going to be for Dennis Schroeder this upcoming summer. What is, you think, you know, it's one thing for Dennis Schroeder to say, listen, I, you know, I, 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 I want to run it back. I'd like to be, a, you know, I, he has said all the right things, but he has also indicated that, yeah, I'm going to be an unrestricted free agent. Um, you know, you're expecting him to take meetings and to look at other offers from other teams and so forth. What do you think the market will be for Dennis Schroeder and, and, do you see uh, Dennis Schroeder continuing to be a Los Angeles Laker past this offseason, or um, do you think there's a very strong likelihood that he ends up somewhere else? Uh, I, I think the market is going to be cool, a little bit cooler on him. I, I don't know how you watch the playoffs and, and don't come away a little concerned with him potentially being your second or third guy. You know, and I, I think that that was. You know, my, my thing with, with Dennis all season has just been, um, you know, with, with the money that he's been asking for, if you're, you know, asking to, to be making 20 plus million as a starting point guard, that puts you in a certain tier. And that tier is basically all-star or near all-star level. And I think, you know, based on the season he just had, I would not put him in that tier. You know, I, I think it, it's hard to make that argument. I think he certainly had some, some really good games, some really good moments, and, and overall was a productive plus player for the Lakers. Probably, I think on the whole, was their third best player uh, if you're just looking at the, the scope of the season. But I do not think he played to that level of a 20-plus million dollar player. So I think looking at the free agent market, uh, there just aren't a lot of teams that make sense. Like Unless he wants to go to a small market lottery team and, and just start make as much money as possible, score as many points as possible. He can do that, and, and maybe there is a team out there that, that will be willing to do that. But most teams around the league kind of have their point guard spot set up. You know, if you, just, if you go roster by roster, most teams either have a really good you know, kind of all-star level guy or a young guy that they're grooming to, to, to be that type of player. So, I mean, one team that stands out to me is the New York Knicks. Sure. It's another team in a big market. I think they're they're going to go after you know the, the the Chris Pauls, Kyle Lowry's, but they're probably going to strike out on those guys. And I think Dennis is in that next tier that could maybe make sense for them. They made the playoffs; they're looking to get better. Um, so I think he would make a lot of sense in New York. It's another big city, uh, but I do think if we're looking at like a percentage right now, I would probably say you know fifty five, sixty percent that he's back with the Lakers. Uh, but but I I think it's going to be 
a little bit less money, maybe something in that. If we're looking at, like, I don't know, three, four years, maybe it's closer to 16 to 18 million. Uh, I could see them maybe kind of um, sort of meeting in the middle and, and giving him a higher sort of you know, front-loaded two-year deal, maybe something like two, two years, $45 million, um, where that kind of appeases him, gets yeah. him that 20-plus million, but it's on a shorter deal, so that, that kind of fits the Lakers' timeline. Because I, I just – I would not – if I'm the Lakers, I would not feel great about giving him, like, four years, 90 million, four years, 100 million. I, I just don't think he's proven that in his career yet, that he can be that type of player – and on top of that, I think there are some legitimate questions about his fit with LeBron and AD just from he's not a great shooter. And, and we saw in that Phoenix series, the, the formula to beating the Lakers, I really think is packing the paint on this current roster and just daring them to shoot. Mm. And Dennis doesn't help you in that regard. So I think there is potentially a limitation to his fit around LeBron and AD unless he you know, dramatically improves as a spot-up shooter. So I, you know, I think factoring in all of that, I look at either a, a short-term big contract, or if he wants more years, more security, something more kind of in that $16, $18 million range. Jovan Buha, Lakers reporter for The Athletic, also co-host of the Forum Club podcast, taking some time to join Lakers Talk. Uh, by the way, quick update on this Clippers game, 26-10. to 10. Clippers are up on the Utah Jazz uh, first quarter, under two minutes left to go in the uh, in the first. Um, Jovan, I, you know, I, I try to kind of envision the Lakers healthy. And let's say yeah. they came back with the similar pieces that they had this past year. And and it's not like, you know, I, I think what Laker fans got to also understand, it's not like they have a whole ton of flexibility here. You know, if Dennis Schroeder decides to go sign somewhere else and it's not a sign and trade, uh, you just lose Dennis Schroeder. So it's not like, you know, oh, we'll just use that money, go grab somebody else. Montrez obviously has a player option. Andre Drummond's unrestricted Caruso. If the Lakers are able to bring back kind of a similar roster to what they had last season, but they're healthy. Do, do you think that's – I'm going to try to describe here when I say do you think it's enough. Just take a listen here. you you got Denver that's going to be better. The Warriors are going to be better, and I'm talking more about from a health perspective. Uh, we'll see where the Clippers are, but you know, it doesn't look like, in my opinion, Kawhi would go anywhere. Um, in the Eastern Conference, you got to imagine that you know James Harden, Kyrie Irving, when those two are healthy – if the Lakers were healthy, do you think they got enough to not just be in the mix here, but really, really be one of the top contenders a year into, you know, LeBron's a year older, whatever the case is? Do you like the way the roster is trying to run it back, or do you think they got to make some changes? Uh, I think if they run it back, they will be in that mix. I, I do think that looking at the type of players you would ideally want around LeBron and AD, uh, this, you know, I think there could be some tweaks. So I would say, I guess I'm, I'm kind of hedging in the middle where I do think this roster would be enough, but I don't think it is the best possible roster, even with their given resources, to build around LeBron and AD. I mean, this was, I think, you know, I'm, to me, it's quite simple. Like the shooting needs to be better. And if you just look at the teams, like even going back to LeBron's Cleveland teams, um, you know, I think this Lakers team has more talent. I mean, I might not have the, the, the top end star power, but overall, you know, one through 15, one through 13 has more talent than some of those teams that made the finals. And of course those teams are in the East. So a little bit easier path, but one thing that those teams had, you know, much better than these Lakers is, is shooting. And I, I think you're really looking at 
we, we now have, you know, f- kind of four different seasons for, for the, the, you know, the, the last two years of the Lakers where they've been a below average three point shooting team in both regular seasons and this postseason, And then, you know, last postseason in the bubble, they, they kind of went to about league average. So shooting has, has been a concern for two years now. And I just think again, you know, kind of just rewatching the film in the Phoenix series, the, the, the blueprint was there. It's, you know, LeBron and AD, you know, you guys want to post up, isolate, run pick and rolls. We're just going to pack the paint and kick it out to Wesley Matthews, kick it out to KCP, kick it out to Alex Caruso. And we don't think those guys are going to make enough threes to, to burn us. And they didn't. So, you know, can those guys shoot better? Yes, of course. You know, Wes Matthews had a down year in terms of shooting. KCP, of course, went cold at the wrong time. Uh, you know, Alex had a pretty good year shooting wise. Dennis got a little bit colder. So like, I think these guys can, can re- regress to the, the mean in a positive sense and, and shoot the ball better, but they still don't really have that knockdown shooter, that, that Kyle Korver, J.R. Smith, uh, Channing Fry, like going back to some of those Cleveland teams from a few years ago. They need some of those guys uh, around this team. And I, I think the defense is there. I mean, they were the best defense in the regular season. They have plenty of defensive talent, but I think it's just swapping in a, a couple more of those guys that aren't a Ben Macklemore because Ben ultimately got benched. You know, his defense wasn't good enough to, to be part of the rotation. Like, it, it's tough. It's tough to find those types of guys, but I think they need one or two more guys in the rotation that are, are better at shooting than the current guys on the rotation. And if they just do th- that small upgrade, I think it, it helps because, I mean, even in the playoffs, the defense was pretty good. The, their defensive numbers were good. It was the offense that did them in. You know, they, they were terrible on the offensive end. They, they just couldn't score. So, for me, it's just upgrading the shooting, and I think they're right there with the Nets, the Clippers, whoever you want to put them with. Um, you know, that, that, that's the top of my list. It's, it's shooting, 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 uh, and, and really, you know, that, that's it for me. Yovan, appreciate it, my man. Uh, go enjoy the rest of the playoffs. As we get closer to free agency, let's do it again. All right, bud? Yes, sir. Thanks, Alan. All right, that's Yovan Buha right there, uh, Lakers reporter for The Athletic. And, uh, you know, the Athletics just got him working. Okay, Lakers are done. Go cover the Suns. Now he's covering the Phoenix Suns. Um, okay, I, I got the whole time that we're, uh, Jovan and I are having the conversation, you know, I could see here in the studio, I could see the phone lines. So I, I see Laker fans that still want to chime in on why they root for the Clippers to lose. So we'll take more of those phone calls coming up next. 877-710-ESPN. Give me your reasoning of why you want the Clippers to lose. By the way, I also had a couple calls that were making some good points there, saying, hey, I'm a Laker fan, and I'm okay with the Clippers winning. Um, and they gave their case uh, as well. So if you want to make that case, you can. Uh, we'll do that coming up next. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Season ended. What would you guys think? We're going to take some time off of Lakers Talk? Come on, Laker fans. By the way, this topic about the Clippers gets everybody going. So Amanda Brown, you guys know Amanda. Sends a text, says that basically because of the fans, if they get one championship, they're going to be even more annoying than they already are. Then she says her dad chimes in because both Kawhi and Paul George went to the Clippers instead of the Lakers. Uh, Everybody has their opinion about why they root against the Clippers, which let me also point out, the Clippers are up 33-14 to on the Utah Jazz in the second quarter, starting the second quarter. We're going to get into that in a little bit. When I got top NBA stories, top of the hour, I'll spend some time on that. Um, we'll uh, we'll talk about this series, and here's the reality. As much as I sit here and I'll have I'll give my opinion about the Clippers, I want the Clippers to lose, they're in, a, they're in a pretty damn good spot, and a lot of that just has to do with what's 
deteriorated around them. Um, the Lakers obviously are out. The Clippers uh, have this incredible advantage of not having Mike Conley healthy for the Utah Jazz. And on top of that, you also kind of throw in the other side of this. Donovan Mitchell seems every other game he's churning his ankle. So, uh, but that's, listen, that's part of sports. So, you know, I, I can't take any of that stuff away from these teams that remain. You you benefit from, unfortunately, injuries that happened, and the Clippers are obviously doing that. All right, let's take some more phone calls here. Uh, let's go to, Steve, do I have this right? Horath in L.A.? Horath? Okay. You're on, uh, you're on Lakers Talk. What's going on, buddy? Hello, thanks for having me. You got it, man. Uh, so, I mean, I would like to say, like, it's my opinion on why I just didn't really like the Clippers growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, technically it was due to the Chris Paul trade uh, back in, what, 2009 or so 2011. Uh, that uh, really sort of just got people annoyed. Like, you know, this bottom-dweller team all of a sudden started to get good. And then just – and I'm not winning. And then all of a sudden just getting these players, and, and also now with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, just, I think it's gotten me pretty pretty mad. Pretty cocky, uh, too, for, for a franchise that hasn't won anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like there's a yeah. little there's a little walking around like uh you got banners left and right. Hey, there's there's no banners. Um Horth, appreciate you calling in. Uh let, let me take a couple more here before we get into our top NBA stories. Let's go to Francisco and Compton. Francisco, thank you for calling in. What's going on, Francisco? Hey, what's up, man? Thank you for taking my call. You got it, bud. Um, first off, I just want to say everybody, uh, purchase Bitcoin and Dogecoin and shout out to my uncle Chino. And secondly, this will always be an L.A. Laker town. To me, Clippers are like the little brother that we always kind of bully around. Um, they just they got to go somewhere else, man. I mean, it's, it's a huge town, lots of money, bro, but it'll always be a Laker town. So, you know, Francisco, and I appreciate you calling in, um, who's throwing out, I think, stock tips to start off Lakers talk there. Um, but what... I always every time I hear the it will always be a Laker town, yeah, I never think about that. I mean, that that's kind of the obvious one. And I think... Like, I never see Clippers, I never see that as, oh my gosh, that's a threat to the Lakers. I never think of it that way. Not at all. And when you have a team that has been so unsuccessful, you think, and they're having success now. So I, I've said this before, I, I, every time Travis and I do our show in the morning, uh, by the way, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Monday through Friday, when we do our show in the morning, I tell Travis, I'm like, listen, yeah, I run my mouth about the Clippers, but here's the reality. You give credit where credit's due. So if the Clippers, if there's credit to be given, then give it to them. There just hasn't been any credit to give. So you kind of hesitate on that part. Um, where the Lakers, that has been the part of the franchise that you respect the most. They deliver, right? They've delivered. You know, somebody I had a caller telling me this was, uh, I don't know, a few minutes ago or so. Caller was telling me that, you know, because of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and the way that all went down, and I get that. Even with all that, the way you could say Kawhi Leonard, did he delay his decision so that all the the free agent uh, pool would just um, deplete and then the Lakers would have nobody to go after other than players like Danny Green or whatever the case is? Um, Maybe he did do that, but the Lakers still won an NBA championship. And that's the one thing I, I think with the Clippers. Maybe I just figured it out. Maybe I feel like the franchise walks around too cocky. Maybe maybe that's it. Maybe maybe I just uh, maybe I figured this whole thing out. Maybe it, it's it's literally because they have not accomplished anything, but they walk around like they have. 
Is that the right way to put it here? I'm going to squeeze in one more quick call, and then we're uh, going to get into our M- top NBA stories. Daniel in North Hills. Daniel, you're on uh, You're on Lakers Talk. What's going on, Daniel? Thank you for taking my call. It's very it. simple. It's all about Chris Paul. It was unfairly uh, ta- uh, the trade was taken away from the Lakers, which set up the Clippers to make their run the way they are. It took away Kobe getting more titles and passing Jordan. Um, it would have already had Chris Paul already winning titles and everything got fabricated from basically a bogus, bogus trade that should have been uh, for our sake. And then they gave the Clippers sure. uh, Chris yeah. Paul. It wasn't even a good trade. And that's where it really comes from the whole thing. That's why in every time we see the Clippers having success, it's like, really, this is bogus. This all came from a Chris Paul and it delayed and Kurt Kobe, which he's not here anymore, winning more titles and affecting the history of basketball. Daniel, That's what really upsets Laker fans. Daniel, I appreciate you calling in. You know, that, that part is, I do remember when that all went down, I remember taking a freaking screenshot um, when Chris Paul got traded to the Lakers. I remember sending it to, I don't know, a couple buddies, whatever the case is, like, we freaking got Chris Paul. And then it probably lasted for an hour or two hours on the front of ESPN.com, right? And then uh, however long it lasted and then it was over. It was not only did you not get Chris Paul, but then Chris Paul ended up with the Clippers. And then you saw the Lakers franchise, if it was a stock, just absolutely plummet. And if it was, and the Clippers were a stock, it was just soaring. It's like that moment in history for the Lakers was such an incredible difference for both franchises. We obviously know what happened from there. Lakers go on a playoff drought, don't make the playoffs for how many years um, I know that all didn't just happen all at once, but um, it, it sent both franchises in a completely different trajectory. So that's a, that's a fair point right there. Okay, um, we got our top NBA stories coming up next. You know, it, it's uh, around the NBA right now. There are a lot of good, good. The series aren't great, but they're good enough to have some type of conversation about. So I, I want to get into uh, some of the different series going on. Philly tied up. The series against the Atlanta Hawks, um, we'll talk about what the Phoenix Suns just accomplished. We'll do all that stuff for our top NBA story. So all that coming up next day right here. You're listening to Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN.